Evangelism on Fire Nation. Welcome to a special edition of Evangelism on Fire podcast. Guys, I'm so excited. I told you, I think it was back in episode five, that Phil O'Brien would be with us for a podcast interview. And guys, today is the day. Phil O'Brien is with us. Phil, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Awesome. I just want to say, Phil, it is so awesome to have you on our podcast today. It's an honor. It's a privilege to have you. So I wanted you to come on the podcast today because you're someone who's a great example of living a lifestyle of evangelism. How long do you think you've been actively sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, actively evangelizing? Some people call it soul winning. How long do you think you've you know, been engaging in the mission of the Great Commission? The first time I went soul winning was December 9th, 2009. I remember that day specifically. Wow. So you can actually remember the specific date. Why, why is that? Because my brother, you, Mark Thomas, gave me a call on the phone. God had put you in my life about three months earlier. And you called me on the phone and asked me if I wanted to go soul winning. And I'm like going, yeah. And I got off the phone. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like going, God, I don't have a clue what he's talking about. But all I know is I I know you put him in my life and I want to hang out with him. <laughs> wow. So that compelled you to, to go soul winning when you didn't even know what soul winning, wh- what it was. Yeah. Because I knew that God had put you in my life to help me in my walk, to help me walk closer to him. And I didn't know what soul winning was when you said it, but I was like, I just knew I wanted to hang out with you because presence of God. Wow. That's so powerful. So that's the very first time you took part in the mission of the Great Commission. Yes. So let me ask you this, man. Like when you think back to that day, do you remember the emotions that you experienced? Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. The, we stopped at a food line and going in, you did a U-turn. There was a lady with the child in her cart and you started witnessing to her. And I stood about 15 to 20 feet away. And I was like, oh, God, I don't have a clue what's going on, but you do just do your thing in Jesus name. I was I was scared to talk. I um, just sat there at a distance and really didn't hear what you said. But I just, that was my prayer was just do your thing, God, in Jesus name. I don't know what's going on. Wow. So did you experience fear? Did you experience excitement? What do you remember from that day? It it was a little bit of both of fear and excitement. And um, like I said, just, I was kind of confused because I didn't actually know what was taking place until after it was over when you led the lady to the Lord. And I'll never forget, you asked me to pull out a salvation card and get her information. And I'm like, oh, what? And you're like, dude, the salvation card. I'm like, oh, what's the salvation card? You said the pieces of paper I put in your pocket, you need to get her name and her information so we can pray with her pray for her. And I pulled it out and I'll never forget that I filled it out. And at the time, my wife and my children hadn't talked to me in like three years. And when I filled out this lady's information, after she was gone, I asked you, I said, you want to see something pretty cool? I said, this lady lives less than two blocks from my wife and my children who haven't spoke to me in three years. And you looked at me and you said, bro, that's not cool. That's God. And I knew right then, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Wow. So you can 
consider that to be a miraculous event that just had happened. Yes, absolutely. 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 And Evangelism on Fire Nation, just to let you in on exactly what that salvation card is that Phil's talking about, is we would take these salvation cards with us when we go out and evangelize or when we go out and share in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when someone would accept Jesus Christ into their heart and into their life, when they would accept Jesus as their savior, we would give them this form. They would fill this form out that would have a part to where they could fill in their name, they could fill in their address, and they could fill in their phone number and email so we could follow up with them. So after this woman accepted Jesus, Christ as her personal Lord and Savior, Phil gave her this salvation card to fill out. She filled it out, gave it back to Phil, and then he looks down at this card and tell us again what you saw on that card, Phil. Her address was less than two blocks away on the same street that my wife and children who hadn't spoke to me in three years, they lived right down the street from this lady. And I knew right then this is what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. Wow. Wow. So when you saw, when you looked at the address, do you remember some of the thoughts that you, you thought as soon as you saw that address on the card? I was like, no way. This can't, <laughs> this, this can't be real. It's just absolutely incredible is what I was thinking. And I'm like, right. well, this is so, so incredible. Wow. So did you consider that uh, God speaking to you saying, you know, giving you confirmation that, hey, you're exactly in my will and evangelizing is something that I'm calling you to do? Yes. Yeah, because I know what I know what he had brought me through up to that point. And then I knew when I saw their address and this lady lived down the street and had just given her life to the Lord. I knew what he was going to do. He was going to open up the lines of communication between me and my family again. So, so speak a little, a little bit more about that now. Did that happen? Did those lines of communication open up with your family? Yes. Yeah, they did. And it was, it, it wasn't like immediate, but within the next year, year and a half, it, he um, healed the relationships and, and brought us back together. Wow. That's such a, an amazing story. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yes. So let me ask you this, man. I mean, when you go evangelize, and when you go out and sharing the gospel um, of Jesus Christ with others, you know, when you go out and you share your faith in Jesus, do you experience fear, doubt, or negative feelings when you share your faith in Jesus with people? Absolutely. I know that um, I've, I've experienced fear doubt, inadequacy. I feel I feel so inadequate sometimes, and sometimes I feel emboldened. It's just a matter of yielding to the Spirit, when you yield to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I, I, I feel like when I'm speaking that I'm going to hyperventilate. I can't hardly get the words out, but I know this is what we're called to do as children of God, as Christians. And, and if you walk through that fear, because God's perfect love, and the Bible says perfect love cast out all fear, and God is that perfect love. And if he's living inside of us, he can pull us through any fear that tries to stop us. He can knock it out the way and, and, and put us in the place he wants us. And sometimes he allows that fear to see if we're going to be obedient to him or to what we feel. And it's not about what we feel or what we think. Sometimes it's about what God says. And 
His word says to go tell every creature the good news. He wants us to speak standing on his word. He wants us to stand on his word and stand on his promises. And, and the Bible tells me that in, in um, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, if ye be willing and obedient. So if we're willingly obedient, God is going to bless us in ways that we don't understand. And sometimes when I speak, I'll, I'll be stuttering. I'm just so I'm almost petrified, but I I speak God's word because my words won't get you anywhere, but God's words will give you eternal life. And and I know that if I get through and I know what God's doing, because he always wants to keep us humble and let us know that it's not about us. There's nothing we can say or do except for to be obedient and be available for God's use. And it's his power that saves. It's his word that saves. It's Jesus saves. We're, we're just willing. We have to be willing vessels to be used by the Holy Spirit to speak God's word because God's word is where life is. That's so powerful. And you know what, man, I can relate to you because as I go out and share my faith in Jesus, you may think that the more you do it, the less fearful you are. But you know what? I found out that that's not the case, man. I mean, I still experience the fear. I still experience the doubt. You know, I still experience the inadequacy that you were speaking about. And, you know, I think the great commitment mission that Jesus commands us to take part in, man, I, I really think that he uses that as an avenue to realize that, hey, it's in our times of weakness that we can rely on him and the power of his Holy Spirit to yes. be our strength, to carry out the mission that he's called us on. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Praise God. That's exactly what I'm saying. And he, he, he lets us know in our spirit and in our mind because we, that, that he's in charge because like I said, sometimes I feel so adequate and scared and I'll be s- staggering over my words and stuttering and, and can't get the words out. And then sometimes he'll embolden us and I'll, I'll never forget we were at the bus station and there was this um, guy that looked Jamaican and God told me to go tell him that I loved him or that God told me to go tell this guy that God loved him. And I just did it with a boldness, no fear at all. And this guy's, and I tried not to do it. I looked at him three times before I decided I was going to do it. And I was like, yes, Lord, and went and just spoke to him. And I'll never forget his story when he told us that he was, and he accepted the Lord. He received, he received Jesus as a savior, but he explained to us that he was going to leave in Richmond, going to Pennsylvania, keep from killing his wife and his best friend who was sleeping with his wife. And we got to pray for him and pray that God would put forgiveness in his heart for his wife and his best friend so he could be free. I'll, I'll just never forget that. The, the boldness that he'll give you sometimes, but sometimes he'll break you down and make you feel so inadequate and then show you his power. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're spot on, brother. I mean, there's times that I'll be speaking to someone and the next thing I know, I'm in a conversation with them and I realize at that very second that God has opened up an opportunity for me to share the gospel with that person. Yes. And I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm in that conversation and I'm talking about God. I'm talking about the gospel message. And I realize that, that that's what that conversation consists of. And I realize that in that moment that God has opened up an opportunity. I didn't even realize it until then. And I don't have any fear. I don't have any negative doubts. I just have the this boldness that the Holy Spirit supplied to me without me even realizing it until the midst of that conversation. Is that 
that is that what you you've experienced as well? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's amazing when that happens, right? Yes, it is. It's incredible. Yeah, and I think evangelism on fire nation to everyone that's listening. When you commit to making sharing your faith in Jesus as a lifestyle, you'll experience all these different emotions. You'll experience doubt. You'll experience fear. You'll experience excitement. You'll experience spontaneous conversations that you won't realize that you're in, that God has orchestrated for you while you're sharing your faith with someone. And then the Holy Spirit has given you so much boldness that you just know it's a supernatural power that's been given to you. And you just go forward and share your faith in Jesus with someone. There's really, in my opinion, and you tell me what you think about Phil, there's no other time that you feel a closeness to Jesus than when you are engaging in sharing your faith in Jesus. Have you experienced the same thing with that? Absolutely, man. It's, it's like, it's it's because that, that life is flowing through you. Oh, come on. <laughs> that life is flowing through you. The Spirit carries the Word. The Word is life. And you allow the Holy Spirit to carry that Word through you. His life is flowing through you, through your veins and touching somebody else and giving them the opportunity to either receive it or reject it. It's not on us who believes and who receives. It's up to us to be obedient to the calling that God has on every Christian's life. Wow, man. Hey, did you hear that? Evangelism on Fire Nation? Phil O'Brien is dropping truth bombs in the house today. And <laughs> Phil, you are so right, man. You know what? It's only, look, sharing our faith in Jesus, sharing the gospel message, that is success. It's not up to us if they accept Jesus or not, or if they reject Jesus. It's up to us to just share the gospel message and then everything else is on the responsibility of God. That's Isn't right. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Yes. So Evangelism on Fire Nation, that is a truth bomb from Phil O'Brien. Thanks for sharing that, man. That was so powerful. As you can see, you got me fired up over here, man. Uh, and just to let you know, Evangelism on Fire Nation, of course, during this COVID-19 uh, time of social distancing and all of that craziness we are experiencing, this podcast we're doing from a distance. So Phil is at his location. I'm at my location and we're doing this podcast interview just for you guys by Zoom. So if you notice our audio may not be high quality like it normally is, that's the reason because we're doing this podcast from a distance by Zoom. But look, we want to get this podcast out to you as soon as we can. In other words, we're not going to let a pandemic stop us from getting this podcast interview to you, Evangelism on Fire Nation, because we love you and we're here to equip you and to empower you. Isn't that right, Phil O'Brien? That's right. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about. Now, as we close today's interview, man, I got one question for you. Do you remember the last time that you shared your faith in Jesus with someone? And if you do, will you share your experience with Evangelism on Fire Nation about that last time that you shared your faith in Jesus with someone. Absolutely. We, um, I was, I was, it was a Saturday. It was two, I believe two weeks ago. I was at, um, at the park where I go every Saturday morning to spend time with God, just reading his word, praying and, and, and praising him. And I, it was a beautiful day. And I'm like,
going, man, I'm going to be out here for two or three hours. I was there for like maybe 35, 40 minutes. And, and the guy put on my heart and said, go get, go get your car washed. And I'm like going, okay. So I went to the carpool and I pull in behind this guy. I didn't pay any attention to him. And I'm talking to the people, telling them what I want done. And then we go through and go through and pay. And when I come out the door into the waiting area, there's this gentleman sitting over here smoking cigarette hit his mask down underneath his chin and I'm set about five or six feet away from him and I said man it's a beautiful day and then he said yeah it's a beautiful day and I said God is good and he goes yes he is I said praise God I said and I normally don't ask people if they go to church but I got put on my heart ask him if he went to church and I said where do you go to church he goes well he told me he went to church and then I said well, where do you go and then he couldn't tell me where he went he said well my wife goes more than I do he said, but I do go pretty regular. He said, it's down there. I can tell you right where it's at. He told me where it was, and I won't mention the church. But he, um, then I looked at him, I said, so, oh, so you're 100% sure you're going to heaven? And he looked at me, he goes, yeah. He said, I do good things. He started telling me all the good that he does and how he tries to treat people right. And I had to stop him right there. And I'm like, going, well, hold on a second now. It's not about anything that you have done or will do, good or bad. It's not about what you've done. It's about what Jesus has done. And I got to share the gospel with him and tell him how much Jesus loved him and how Jesus died on the cross for him, was buried and rose again from the dead. And he and he received that. And he received God's love, gave his life to the Lord, and we prayed. And if I had been disobedient to God and stayed there and been selfish, going, nope, I'm spending all day with God. I need to get filled up. I need to get filled up. This guy would have still been going to hell. And, 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 and if I had been selfish and held it all inside and held God's love inside of me so I could feel good about myself and not thinking about someone else and, and sharing his love. I wouldn't have been blessed like I was that day because God blessed me so much. And, and when we share his love with others, he gives us the joy of Jesus straight up mm. and down joy of Jesus. And he gives us a peace and a calmness inside of us, even if our bodies are shaken. If, we, if we're if we nervous and, we're, and, and we overcome and we walk through that fear because we know what God's word says. Absolutely. God's- Absolutely. And you know, one thing I love that you shared with him and evangelism on fire nation, this is what I want us all to really be mindful of. I want all of us to remember this, that there's a lot of people that attend church on a regular basis. They may yeah. even attend two, three times a month. They may be in church worship services every single Sunday, but they may not have truly accepted Jesus as their Savior. And that's what Phil's saying. And he had opportunity to speak to someone who attends church but didn't realize how you truly become born again. This man, uh, Phil, got an opportunity to share Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 12 with him where it says, for grace, have you been saved through faith? And this, not by your own doing, is the gift of God. In evangelism on fire nation, listen to this, not a result of works so that one may boast. All right, so we cannot work our way into heaven. A lot of people think that if they do good works, they'll earn favor from God. And what Phil's saying that he shared with this man is that this man believed that, and that's how he thought he was going to get to heaven. Well, Phil shared with him, it's not what you have done. You could be the best person in the world, but good people don't get to heaven. Forgiven people get to go to heaven. And it's by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by our own work. And the next scripture goes on to say that 
for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And you know what, Phil? I'm so thankful that you had a choice to make that day. You had a choice to remain in the sin of silence and not go and share the gospel with this gentleman. That's called the sin of silence, also known as a sin of omission. And a sin of omission is when God tells us what to do and we simply don't do it. We're omitting that thing that he's leading us to do. And you know what, brother? I am so thankful, man, that you decided to be obedient to how the Holy Spirit was leading you and to share the gospel message with this man. So, wow, that's what it's about right there. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So when you were saying the prayer with this gentleman and he accepted Jesus as his savior, what emotions did you experience? You said earlier you experienced the joy of Jesus, but share with Evangelism on Fire Nation a little more in detail what you felt like when everything was happening. When when he accepted Jesus and we were we were saying the prayer of salvation, he was asking Jesus into it. He was professing Jesus Lord and asking him into his heart. It's just this, this I, it's indescribable, really. It's just this feeling of like you're not even, it's, it's surreal, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like you're not even there. It's like you're standing back looking down on it, like, like you're floating in the air and God's allowing you to see this man's countenance change. Oh, wow. Joy come into his life in a new hope. Wow. A, a living hope. Oh, yeah. Come into this man's eyes and his smile. And it's just because when he was first talking, he wasn't smiling a whole lot. And then when he accepted Jesus and he, and he thanked Jesus for saving his soul and trusted Jesus, it's just his whole countenance changed. And you do feel that joy, but then it just is such a peace and calmness. It's almost like your feet are up off the ground. I mean, that's the way it felt to me. It was wow. like, it's absolutely unreal. And and you touched on something too, and with people sitting in church their whole lives sometimes and never know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it's and and, and that's why it's so important that we go when when we know how to get to heaven, we know God's plan of salvation to share it with everybody, even when they say, "Yeah, I go to church." You know, when they say, "Yeah, I go to church," because uh, there's some churches may not be preaching the cross as strong as they need to mm. where, or as simply as they need to because oh, wow. God, God made it simple for people like me because I think I'm a simple man and, I, and I'm not highly educated but I know one thing I know Jesus and I know he saved me and if he saved me he'll save anybody wow that's so powerful that's so true in evangelism on fire nation you just heard what Phil said and if God could use Phil and sharing his faith in Jesus Christ with others and give Phil the opportunity to witness people come to Jesus Christ through his faith in sharing the gospel message. Guess what, Evangelism on Fire Nation? God wants to do that for you. In fact, Evangelism on Fire podcast exists to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. And if you're a Christian and you're born again, God has called you. In fact, he has commissioned you. Jesus has commissioned you, me, Phil, and all Christ followers to go about, to go into our community, our workplaces, into our families, and share the good news. In fact, I call it 
the greatest news that any human being will ever hear in their lifetime. And Evangelism on Fire Nation, Phil, you and I talk about this all the time, and I want to share it with our Evangelism on Fire Nation tribe. Listen to this, guys. 95% of Christ's followers will never share the gospel message with anybody before they take their last dying breath on this earth. And Phil, I don't know about you, but I want to flip that number upside down. And I think it's time for all the Christians to unite and take the planet with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do you think about that, man? I think so. I think it's time to flip the switch, flip that switch to on. I agree with you, man. And Evangelism on Fire Nation, that's what this podcast is for. We want to ignite the flame that's within you. We want to fan that flame and make it burn bright because God is calling you to share his gospel message, to engage in the mission of the Great Commission. And Phil, that's why we've teamed up to create this podcast. Now, for those who are listening right now, what would you say to them if they're even thinking about starting to share the gospel message with someone. I would say just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again, brother. I would say just do it because the best way to learn how to soul win, team up with a brother or sister, go out at least two of you together. And and the best way to do it is to just do it. It's just to, you know what God's done in your life. Nobody knows your story and your testimony the way you know your testimony. And the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the lamb. that was Jesus at the cross, what he did, and, and and by the power of your testimony. And I know that when you share your testimony, what God's done in your life, that's when, when you start getting a little blowback or a little kickback from people and a little persecution. And, and they say, well, I don't believe God is real. Then you can say, hey, let me tell you how I know God is real. And you can share your testimony with them and it can change their lives and, and soften their hearts and say, my God, he came through that. I need to come through what I'm in. And and, and if this Jesus can do that for me, I want to believe. And then they'll listen and you can share God's plan of salvation, that good news of Jesus Christ. Absolutely, man. That is so good. I love what you just said. Phil, Phil O'Brien said, just do it. And Evangelism on Fire Nation, hey, I echo that statement that Phil just said, just do it. Phil, I want to thank you so much for being on today's podcast. Thank you for all the truth bombs that you have dropped on behalf of Evangelism on Fire Nation. Evangelism on Fire Nation, continue to listen to our weekly episodes so you can be coached by myself and you can have resources sent to you to equip you, to empower you on how to share your faith in Jesus Christ with others. And we all can engage in what Phil suggested that we would do when we're thinking about sharing the gospel message with others. Others, just do it. Hallelujah. <laughs>